a Syracuse Sports Center starts now. Good morning, I'm Joe Salzone. The Yankees beat the Rays 9-2. The Yankees were powered by a seven-run third inning that was highlighted by a three-run Gary Sanchez homer. It was his first long ball since September 5th. Mets lose to the Braves 7-3. Noah Syndergaard threw six scoreless innings. David Wright did not play. And on Monday... <laughs> what? <laughs> would, you, would you like to know who else did not play? <laughs> Who else got DNPs in that game, please? <laughs> no one in this room. I mean, did. he was available, but. And on Monday, Clemson named freshman Trevor Lawrence their starting quarterback, replacing senior Kelly Bryant. Since then, Bryant has not reported the practice. Clemson coach. Zappo <laughs> Sweeney has said he gave Bryant Monday off after giving him the news. Brian started the first four games of the year, but with the new redshirt rule, he will not lose a year of eligibility if he does not play another game. This morning, Brian told the Greenville News he will transfer out of the program. Wait, wait, wait. Just sounds on the Daniel Baldwin show starts. Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to the Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to the Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. <laughs> Stir it up. Stir it up! No. My goodness, you all right? <laughs> Did you poop a little? <laughs> I think I popped a hemi a little, no. a little bulging in, the, in that area right now. Did you now. play any baseball games last night? I was, I, was on the, I, I, I was on the DNP. Oh, you did not play. All right. I did not play. Thank you. I did not play. I, uh, but moreover, I was not announced that I did not play by Joe Salzano. Very much like David Wright, who hasn't played in a Six whole season, right. uh, did not play last night. So here, here's, here, here's some of the stuff that I face when I get here. And I get here before you. Josh has already worked for like a century by the time I get here. Yes. And Salzone. So at least I have two I'm working men. I'm here after you leave relative. for hours. Thank Doing you. Doing nothing. DNP. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm announcing it now. Yeah. Um, so I get this forest comes in. Gump comes in and gives me this sliced up small piece of paper uh, with, with a red tag that says, all fields are required. Uh, it says first and last name. Um, for the employee of the month nomination here, uh, and, and this is how we're doing it now. We vote this way on these little pieces of paper, and it says reason for nomination. So I'm I'm, I'm nominating Forrest because I think he's absolutely perfect for he this whole place. He completely screwed up his job a week ago. He should have been fired a week ago, and you're nominating him for employee of. I I like it. Hear him out. Are you doing it ironically? <laughs> yeah. So is it a joke nomination? No, I'm writing he. A reason he is Galaxy. Oh, <laughs> he is Galaxy. He's Galaxy. I'm I'm running from him. now. Here's another little tidbit that I got from him. So <laughs> he hands this to me, and I go, "Who'd you vote for, Forrest?" And he goes, "I just put in Jordan. He's the only one I know." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what he told me. All right. Me. Well, then we're, we're killing it. We're doing a we're, great job. We are. We're, we, see? He, I, I like his logic. He, he's going to put in George. Joe trains him every freaking day. Joe's, but Joe's smart enough not to brag about that based on no, his performance right No, I do not right brag now. about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he points his actually behind scenes. He points his fingers at you yeah. and blames you for far. No, I, I, I don't. I, I do complain to Polly about it because Polly is like my sounding board. I have a theory. Here's my theory. It's kind of a conspiracy theory. I think Forrest knows I like him and that we grabbed him, you know, during his internship on the morning show. And he's walking this fine line between how I'm going to protect him to a certain level so he can do some of the things he does in this show. But I think maybe, maybe, could it be, just just could it be, let me throw it out there, could it be Forrest is really, really smart no. and he's... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. And, he's, <laughs> and, he, and he's, he's screwing up because he'd much rather be in here. No, that's not a, not a chance. No, because I'll, I'll fire him before. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. It's not that. If he wants to walk that line, I'll kick his ass right out the door. <laughs> wow. You just exercised that full authority, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh my God. I've only fired what? two people. I was about to. Uh, there's where I wanted to go. Is it? Um, <laughs> One of them is awesome. <laughs> wait, wait. I they were go. both pretty awesome. Uh, awesome fired, firings or awesome? No. Okay. So one guy. I have the ability to remote access any computer in this building. Uh-huh. So when I'm home, if I have work to do, I can log on to any computer in here and get work done. So one day, I have to get something off of the computer that's right in front of us right now. This one right here. Screen that is visible for everybody in this studio. And uh, it's during the Jerry McNamara show. And I log on to it, and the kid who's working is watching porn on the computer while he's working. So he's sitting here looking at naked chicks, doing this stuff to a computer that's hooked up to the board, so if he's got it even slightly potted up, you're going to hear someone getting plowed out <laughs> on the radio. Nice. So, wow. is the kid getting his job done that he's watching porn? Because I really, honestly, I don't care. I don't care if he's doing a good job and he's getting it done. Who cares? In both ways, he's getting it done both ways. Uh, now, is that re- <laughs> is that the reason why? So, so Alec made some POTUS reference to Stormy Daniels when we were on the show last week. So I was in your office, Polly, and and Josh's, and I tried to pull up something about Stormy Daniels, and it restricted me. Yeah, you can't go to porn sites in this office. Okay, so you have some kind of thing that judges what's... Yes. Oh, that's hysterical. (laughs) I thought it was my phone. I'm like, what do you mean I can't go to that? Like... And it said, no, but warning, you have been blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, if you're on the Wi-Fi here, it'll knock it off. You can get off the Wi-Fi, you can see all the boobs you want. I wasn't going for that. I was going for a story, but as soon as your name came up, it comes under porn. Yeah. And it shot me right down. So I bring the kid in to fire him, and I go, all right, you know what? Because he knows I caught him red-handed. And I go, you know, I got <laughs> to le- let you go. And he looks at me, and he goes, but I wasn't. And he does the, the roll in the dice. Uh, and Motion, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I go... Yeah, that doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. Oh, thank you for not doing that. So, that so there's was, number one firing. What was number two? The number two, the guy just refused to show up for work. And so I fired him. And he writes a letter to Ed, the great one, saying that I am incompetent and a moron and I'm the reason he doesn't show up for work. Oh, and, I thought, I think you brought this up. Didn't he like freak out leaving on his exit plan? So, so. Ed, being the good guy he is, wants to hear this side of the story in case it's I screwed right, up. Right, right. Whereas 
Mimi worked with a kid and other management worked with a kid and wrote Ed letters also saying, no, this kid's not a good employee. Mm -hmm. So he gets through this meeting with Mike Lucarelli, who is our chief financial officer, and just loses his mind on Lucarelli and is threatening to fight him. And I'll kick your old ass. Lucarelli doesn't look at the kind of guy that wouldn't just get up and go, come on, kid. Yeah. Well, no, Lucarelli was more offended that he called him old. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> upset about that. He's like, I'll kick your old ass, old man. He's flipping everybody off as he's walking. And it's scary now, though. Like, now when you fire people, it's a scary thing. Like, you don't know what. People aren't stable anymore. Yeah. Like, you don't know if they're well, coming. There's no cameras in here. What happened to the old days? If a guy did that, I'd walk over and knock him out and everyone would go, yeah, he hit Baldwin first. Yeah. You know right? what I mean? Like, come on. His word against mine and nine of my employees. I'm not scared to put Neil on that list. Wow. You just let him go. You have to. You know what? And he, and this brings up a good segue. Okay, so we play Clemson, Joe Salzone, in Clemson. I've heard of it. On Saturday. Um, the Clemson head coach has had this quarterback, Kelly, uh, for four years at his university. Mm-hmm. He started now for, this is his second year as a starter. They're 4-0. They're ranked number three in the nation. And Dabo Sweeney, who I have all along, just for some reason, there's something about the guy I don't like. And here's a classic example. So you're going to take your senior quarterback, and you're going to tell him, you're not starting anymore. I'm starting this freshman against Clemson, or against Syracuse, rather, this Saturday. So this kid now, he gives him off on practice on Monday to let this soak in, and he's got to walk out in front of his whole team demoted by a freshman. There is ego and stuff involved, and there's doing the right thing involved. They're 4-0 and number three in the nation, and this kid started last year and has now taken them to 4-0, and well, he let him, he's letting them go. The other kid plays a lot. Okay. If I'm – you have to understand the, the – and, and, and I'm not insinuating you don't know anything about this, but – the process of having this coach come into your house, telling his parents, having other coaches. You know, this kid probably has some dreams of playing after college. He certainly isn't a program that would put him in that position. To have a freshman come in and take your spot and have you say that, my feeling is exactly what I said all week long. There's some reason why I keep getting this feeling to the point where I spent you know, 900 bucks or something I just spent on tickets in Clemson. I'm going to put my kids in that car and I'm driving down there. This is the perfect storm for an upset for Syracuse down there. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you look at who comes in, if Kelly, who didn't go to practice on Tuesday, coach gave him off on Monday, not Tuesday. So he's backing up this quarterback that's going to start, whose name is Trevor Lawrence. Okay? So if Lawrence gets hurt... If this kid, Kelly, says, I'm done, he has the right, according to the NCAA new rules, this year, if you've only played in four games, you can transfer no penalty to another university and play right away without having to sit out. It used to be he had to sit out a year. So he could go somewhere right now and get six more starts or whatever is left. No, he could play next year. Next, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. He could play next year without and count this year as his sit-out year, which – I'm willing to bet you he's going to do. He, yeah, he already said, I think, was that in the sports center? Yes. Yeah. He's going to transfer. He announced he's transferring. Yes. Per, see, yeah, I, he told uh, the Greenville News that he will transfer out of the program. That is absolutely perfect in what he should do. Now, think about this. Batson, the walk-on freshman, was not a scholarship player. They moved him to safety because they thought he was a good athlete. Has 
like zero snaps. He hasn't done anything. Um, Chase Bryce, who is a freshman quarterback, who is a four-star quarterback, has had no snaps in game situation. If this guy, Trevor Lawrence, gets hurt, you now have to bring in one of these other two guys to play quarterback who have never been on the game, before, have never been in the field before. They're obviously not Trevor Lawrence. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this kid get crushed by the Syracuse defense in the first quarter, and he has to go out. If he gets hurt, they're left with nothing. They have no one to come in. And there lies the perfect storm, my friends. Are they going to win? You know what? I keep getting this feeling to the point where I spent all this money to go down there because I got sandbagged by somebody in the Syracuse staff for my tickets. I'll tell you that story off the off mic. Got sandbagged by somebody in the Syracuse Athletic Department. Oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> sandbagged. Keep me. going, go ahead. Sandbagged. Did I tell the story? You want the story? No. Josh, you want the story? Come on, say it, Josh. Go ahead. Joe, you want the story? Want to have, sure. have a heart attack? Great. Yeah, why not? So, so I call uh, um, to get tickets to go to a game. And, uh, and I'm so I'm, sorry, Polly. Yeah. I really am. Yeah, yeah, I know you are. It's been good knowing and, uh, you. And so, and so I, uh, I said, man, I don't understand the marketing department. You know, we talk about Syracuse sports. We, we're on an ESPN show. So they send me a link to Ticketmaster. That, that's what I got. That's Well, I could have figured that out by myself. I'm looking, obviously, for free tickets to go to the game with my kids and talk about what a great experience it is to go to a game. So I said, you know what? I'm going to call down to Clemson. I'm going I'm I'm, I'm to see... You know, what happens when I call down there? I call down there. I initially get, yeah, where do you want to go? Where do you want to sit? Blah, blah, blah. Then I get a private phone call. Now, this is, does not mean that this phone call was made by somebody at, at uh, the staff, at the athletic directors, or, or but somebody affiliated with the university called and said, don't give him tickets. Please don't give him tickets. <laughs> Can you confirm that? Or didn't, We don't know that for sure. Well, I spoke to somebody who will remain anonymous. My sources are protected under the umbrella of, of the fact that this is a reporter now mm-hmm. on the on the Syracuse ESPN News. Um, but what he said was, hey, man, what's going on up there? We got a call down here saying, could you not give Baldwin tickets to go to the game? And I went, really? Someone actually called you and said that? So well, I the checked. drama the, is stirred yeah, up. right, right? How, why? Because I said that, that the marketing department sucked Dad, at Syracuse University. Yeah, yeah. You now know you're what? getting fought. You know, now they're fighting back. I like what? it. They're blackballing. Just got offered a TV show to allow me to buy that stadium, so Whoa. I'm not really worried about it. Hey, can not, we be on that TV show? Not really, but you're on the show. Oh, already on the show. Nice. WKRP in Cincinnati remake? We're going to do a series. <laughs> well, we'll talk about this when we have more time, but yeah. So I got sandbagged by someone affiliated. It could have been alumni. It could have been... Somebody has some pull down at Clemson. So the guy says to me, it was really funny. He goes, what do you want me to do? Because he kind of felt like he had offered me the tickets already. Yeah. And I said, look, man, I don't want to create any controversy, you know. Uh, is, uh, do you, would, it would be easier for you if I bought He goes, yeah, it would be a lot easier if you just bought the tickets. I went, great, I'll buy the tickets. So I got nailed for 900 Now it's costing me money to be nice to Syracuse. Maybe I should just, maybe oh, I should, maybe I should just crush them. No. Maybe I should just crush no. them now. Let me crush them. Show the influence, the long arm of the law no. here at ESPN. Joe, Every, you're saying nothing, and I'm, I'm waiting for you to jump in there this and show see is what a disgrace to, this was. <laughs> this show is going to end my my job. Oh, it's going to take us all down. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Between you and Neil just being... What, you, what, what have I done except for report the facts? Report what happened. How about you jumping on the Baldwin show bandwagon and talking about what a disgrace that would be that somebody... I, I can't believe anybody treated you that way. There you go. There you go. There's where you should go. 
That's where you should be. I've you know, always said, and I'm not I'm not jumping on the bandwagon here, I've always said that for these football games, and maybe even basketball games, if you've got media that would like to attend, they should be able to attend. Here here's the thing. Here's the thing when I when I when I made that comment. I've been in and around the game on, on many levels, you know, from film, television, and, and like I said, there's a let me give you a better example. This would never happen in LA. This would never happen in New York City that I know of and, and many major universities that I'm familiar with. Now, again, do I know how it's all supposed to go? No, teach me. Show me show me a reason. We had Stephen A. come down and speak to the Syracuse University football team. Now, that's a big thing to happen in Syracuse. Stephen A. is a nationally known figure. I happened when he first started to have been on a TV series and worked with him on Best Damn Sports Show, period. I know Stephen for a long time. Are we great friends? No. Do I know him? Do we have funny stories to tell about when we first both got on sports television? Yes. Um, if I'm the, and I don't know where this comes from. I'm assuming it comes from the marketing department. If I'm the marketing department for either the athletic director, the university, um, for the football team, any, any or all of the above, I'm contacting the ESPN affiliate in Syracuse to say, Hey, Stephen A., a huge ESPN personality, is coming to speak to the team. Does that necessarily mean they want us in the room? I would hope they want a camera in the room so we could cut to that. This is what's going on with Coach Babers. Now, I'm sure Coach Babers has enough to worry about. He depends on people that are at the staff there or whatever. Here's a clear example of what the hell are you thinking that you didn't get a hold of us to tell us that this guy was here? So we could talk about it on the radio and jazz people up. Coach is taking it to the next level. He's got well-known, fiery speakers coming into the locker room and talking to our boys about nothing, nothing. We found out about it later. We saw a tweet that had to do with it. Now, in my opinion, in my opinion, that was a huge mistake and not how it normally works in the chain of command. You would get a hold of someone. I can go on and name Multiple other examples. Mm. You okay, Polly? No. Uh. <coughs> okay, so Florida, I'm coming to see you. Yeah. Oh, come on, Florida. <laughs> we got to take it's a, a break. Big one. No, we're not going to take a break until I hear something from you. Do you disagree Is with me my, about that? <laughs> me flatline. Do, <laughs> <laughs> do you disagree? <laughs> do you disagree with me about that? That we should have been contacted and been there to see Stephen A. I don't recall the situation. Oh, my God. Are you really going to punk out of me right I now? I plead the fifth. You are such a puss. I mean, whatever you say, I agree with. Whatever you say, I agree with. Okay, provided what I no, just I said was... No, they should have. They should have promoted that a little of better. Of course. They should have gotten the biggest morning show in I'm all of lying. upstate New York and known that it was there. It, it, it was a K-Rock story, too. This guy's a rock star, Stephen A. Huge. Huge, no phone call, no, at the tone, please leave your name and number. This is the Syracuse Marketing Department. You have reached us. We'll get back to you in the next Be, 90 days. Before we break, I got to do my first job. I forgot to tell this story. That I got to do my first job as Alec Baldwin's uh, communications. Okay, we're going to go to break. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> communications director yesterday. Oh, you don't want that story? <laughs> we'll go to break. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now! And Joe, here's the picture. Are you ready? Let <laughs> <laughs> me see. What do I got to see? <laughs> That's Millard Fillmore on a side by side with my brother Alex. That's uncanny. It's uncanny. So, I like that. It, you know what? There is a similarity. There is a similarity. So 
I text that during the show because someone sent it to me um, while we were doing the show yesterday, and I got uh, a text back from. I sent it actually to Ilaria, Alec's wife, and Alec in a connected text. <laughs> so Alec is in this big staff meeting, and he writes back "f you" to me, <laughs> and I thought he was thought he was really mad. He never writes that to me, and I've yeah. given him plenty of reasons to say it. Um, but he writes it back. So go ahead, step in, Polly. So. Then all of a sudden, there's a FaceTime that happens. That's right. Uh, between Daniel and Alec after that message, and Daniel, for some un- some unknown reason, always puts me on his FaceTime when he's talking to Alec. And Alec goes, "Oh, my mole, how are you? How are you today, my mole?" He goes, "I would like you, as my communications director, to deliver a message to Daniel Baldwin." <laughs> and he told me to say. The entire F you <laughs> right. to Daniel Baldwin. So the and, and let me tell you why and, and I can't I, I gotta say I don't think I can ever remember in my fifty seven year history with this man um of this occurring. I show even when he's really mad, he was he was mad. He was in a staff meeting for his show. There had to be eight or nine people around the table, men and women, and of course, I'm sure he's just dictating where it's going to go, and he's mm-hmm. you know just barking out stuff. So they're all you know like this, waiting for some comic relief from the meeting. And um, I flashed that he goes, "Yeah, what, what? I'm in a meeting." Po- oh my mole! Hey, <laughs> like, like immediately when he sees you, he lightens. He up. lightens right up. He's so excited. He, he lightens right up. I think I'm going to call him, borrow money, and say, Paulie said he thought it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Just have me ask. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, Daniel really needs some money. <laughs> that would be really, really funny. Um, yeah, he, he has this weird thing. I don't know what it is. It's a connection. <laughs> it's a connection. Will it, get, will it get him anywhere in life? No. It, no. It's not going to result in anything for Paulie. Well, you know, I think, no, I, I, I can't say that, that it won't get him somewhere because... Let's face it. We have a, a a small show in Syracuse, New York. Mm-hmm. I have, when I first started doing this show, I had ideas of how we could expand the show beyond the Syracuse market. Now, the difficulty with doing that, because I, I honestly, besides the money that they throw at the Lebertard show, I don't think they do anything any better than us. I, I mean, I've watched 20 ep- full episodes now, downloaded them, watch them on the show. To get ideas... He's got what I want. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. Yeah. Listen, if you watch sitcoms in the United States, the best ones are all, every one of them, rip-offs of shows that went, in, went on in England five years before or more. So we finally get them here. We turn it into our show, and it's the same concept, same idea. The, the greatest uh, compliment that could ever be paid to you is when someone does an impersonation of you because that's they're flattering you that you're worth doing an impersonation of. So... When I look at Levitard, Levitard has what I want. He has a national feed with ESPN. Is it possible to get something like that or, or, or build towards it here in Syracuse? And the answer is absolutely. He's not in Bristol. He goes from Bristol, interestingly enough, through Washington. He goes from Miami through Washington to Bristol. So he's got a show that's fed that we actually come on and and and, and we uh, we broadcast over and we cut him off here in Syracuse. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Simulcast or we no, relay? No, we take his place. Oh, preempt. We preempt him. That's exactly what I. So we preempt the first hour of the Levitard show. So is there a way to pull off a show that would in another time slot? You know, I you know could we? We don't have to. We could let this go however we want to for an hour. I think there's a couple of steps that need to be made.
that we're starting to talk about the great one and I. Um, you know, the the other thing that's interesting about this is that we have two different uh, forces going on, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So the forces that are happening is there's the great ones already conglomerate that he has, that is Syracuse, Utica, so on. So he wants to continue, obviously, to service that in some way. The only way I've learned in, in other um, situations in my life, particularly in radio, I could go off of the Howard Stern experience. There was the local, and then Howard started broadcasting, and he started. He, he talked a little less about New York, a little less about New York City, and other markets just picked it up because his material and content was favorable to a national ear. Um, but then you have to do station breaks. So you still have to service the Syracuse market with, you just go to commercial and go, and the weather in Syracuse today, and tell a couple quick Syracuse things for five minutes, and then cut, and you do that in every market that you're in. So Cleveland has that station identification thing, and so does each market that you sell to. That's very common, and that's the only example I know of, of how to give Ed what he needs, and how to give us what I'm, I'm looking for. Will that happen? I don't know, but certainly I think, the, the weird thing about it is Howard was in New York City and serviced material-wise uh, stuff that really catered to his audience. Lebetard comes out of Miami because his stuff is a little more risque. He beats down on people. He does stuff that wouldn't sell in Syracuse, I don't believe. And I don't believe what we're doing because we're pretty different for what ESPN does, So as is his show. We would have to... Um, our, our audience would be greater outside of Syracuse, is my opinion. I think our audience would flourish. We would get more people that would listen to us in Chicago, more people that would get what we're doing. I think the country demands Joe Salzone. They need more. They need more of a Joe Salzone. I th- Not even my parents would say that. Oh, that's, ter- that's, ter- that's a terrifying thing. <laughs> Do, have your parents seen your new haircut? No, nice. uh, they live about 18 hours away, so they have not. What did you say? Give me the serial killer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, could you, uh, <laughs> you guys have the uh, the John Wayne Gacy? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm torn between the Dahmer and the Gacy. Yeah. Do you guys ever see Children of the Corn? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just, I'm just wondering. Of the, so I was talking to Joe about the haircut, and, he, and it was funny because he walked by and I said, you know, prisoner cell block H? What is yeah, that? Right? What you got? And he walked by. Then it was very funny because like five minutes later, he just pops and goes, so let me tell you. And he starts going right into the explanation. I'm looking, I'm going, what is he going to tell me? Because I, 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 we had kind of moved away from the subject, and he, and he told me the story of not paying any attention on the barber yeah, chair. Yeah, I, I said I want uh, an inch off the top and side, which is what I usually get, not realizing or not remembering that I had gotten a haircut like three weeks ago. Mm. So when I, by the time I looked up, I realized, oh. I look like I'm in the military. You go right here. Yeah, can I get the American History X, please? <laughs> <laughs> like that. So. Yeah. Here's the way I could describe his hair to anybody that has brothers in like a big family. He's got the haircut that my dad would line us up and give Everybody us. Everybody gets it with yeah. the floby. Like, you get the no floby. Like we'd have to go down to the cellar and we'd get in line, and my dad would just round our heads. Well, 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 we had two. We actually had an option. We had two in the house. My father had the shears. You could get the Bolomatic 500. The Bolomatic 500 was, it looked like they just put a bowl in your head. My father went like this around the bowl mm-hmm. and cut your hair to, you know, which ironically, you know, some of the monkeys and the Beatles uh-huh. made famous, mm-hmm. you know, in the 60s. We had that haircut or the shears came out. Yeah. And it was, he didn't do it with a number one. He did it with a two, which is probably about what you have right there, a two, because uh, you can go tighter than yeah. that. 
but he did it with a two, and it was just crop dusting. Yeah. You know, just, speaking of your dad, I was listening to your brother's podcast two days ago, uh-huh. and he tells some funny stories about your dad, Oof. like about how he had this this finger that could poke into your chest if you weren't home at a certain time, or he would tell you what time to be home or whatever. Lead finger. Lead finger, right. Yeah. But then he told me that you guys played, he told the podcast audience that you guys played this game that I want to play so bad called He's Got a Gun. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we we actually, <laughs> so we played He's Got a Gun, and we've played He's Got a Gun since we've been famous, quote, actors. Yeah. So, <clears throat> or we play Excuse Me, Sir, which is another game. Okay. So, picture, um, Alec is walking walking down the street, and next thing you know, one of us has something wrapped around our hand, and we start screaming on a New York City street, he's got a gun, he's got a gun! <laughs> and, you know, and, and we all start diving on the ground, and people, you just watch people dive out of the way. But So excuse me, sir, as you walk up and you tighten your finger up really tight, mm-hmm. and walk up and stick your finger right under someone's ribs and go, <laughs> and start oh pumping like you're shooting them. A complete stranger. So, excuse me, sir. And you poke him with your finger while you're making the gun sound. And you watch him going, ah, like, like checking themselves. Or, we've done it. We, we've done another one. What the hell an, is wrong with you? So I know that. these games so are crazy. So wait, like a sociopath. <laughs> so, wait, so wait, here's another great one where we'll walk into a restaurant and we'll c- take our fingers and put them to our ear like we've got one of these Secret Service headsets mm-hmm. on. Excuse me, are you the manager, sir? Sir? Excuse me, like loud in the restaurant. Everyone looks up. You go, we need to clear a table. Mr. Umbagwe is coming in. I'm sorry. Do you, do, Mr. Umbagwe. Ma'am, get up, please. And we, we'll get someone up from oh their table and sit one of us down, depending upon who's playing, like the, 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 the prince of some foreign <laughs> country. And, we'll stand, and then we stand there while they order their food with their fingers up. Everything's clear at two. Two is clear. <laughs> no, we don't. You Baldwin brothers are terrorists. Just, just, <laughs> just to, and you watch people the entire time going, and the woman's up at the front complaining. She hasn't ordered yet. We took her table. Ma'am, step out of the way. The Prince of Umbagwe <laughs> yeah. is here, please. The, the white Prince of Umbagwe. Can I ask a question about your haircuts again now? Go ahead. Was Steven a bowl cut? I just pictured Steven yeah. a bowl cut. If I showed you pictures of Steven, I kid you not, Steven's, see this, this style? Yeah. That's the color of Stephen's hair as a kid. It white. was white. We called him cue ball. That's how white his hair was. He had white, white hair. Is he a bowl cut kid? He was, we were all Bowlmatic 500. Yeah. Uh, I always got the high and tight, the box top. You know, I th- we tried for the Roger Maris. My father never had the patience. It was just much easier to push that thing against your skin yeah. than do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was faster. And then there's a big collection of hair. And then my mother else, we'd be like, oh, you look great. Okay. <laughs> All right, should we go to break then? Yeah, so what when we get back? I'm so excited. It's time for... Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't... Uh, um. So what? It's unlistenable radio! <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin hey now. Show. Now, can I, can I ask you a question before we go into so what? Why, when we have the services of the great Joe Salzone here with us for a full show... Would we not have Joe read the so what so that you participate? Not that you're the guru of sports, it's fine. but or, or I don't do you, want Neil doing it or anymore. Can we, or, okay. Are you just going to say so what to everything? Uh, I'll I'll do my best to contribute. All right, good. Then think Josh, go ahead and say. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to make a public proclamation right now, and you can okay. yell at me if you like. Neil is never doing. Okay, so so, so now that you open that can of worms, you know, let's say why. Let's say why. So so Neil came up with the kicker story. We say so what should be about sports. 
the last story can be something that's kind of you know weird or out there. It's kind of funny to have that. So Neil comes up with the turtle story, and and what we didn't realize, and we want to apologize to anybody that found it offensive, is that yeah, I, I, I actually am because I found out post facto that that this story was a, potentially about they're suspecting maybe this girl had been raped or something. And of course, we never would have made fun of a story like that. Neil, who either didn't do his homework or the story originally only mentioned that this girl was found with a, a turtle or some some nonsense. So uh, I'm not going to get into the whole story. But, well, but it just was, the story alone should not have been said on the air, even if it, it wasn't it, that. It, it, was, it was an oversight. I think it was Neil in his own um, Forrest Gump way trying to be creative and funny, and he didn't do his homework. Leave and the funny to us, Wasn't, wasn't the greatest. But the fact that we're never going to have Neil do... A, no, no, no. There comes the joy of... We could have done a whole segment on why Neil chose that story. So, <laughs> so no, it might, be, it might be the thing to do... Now, see, this is what I would do. Joe Salzon, powerful producer of the, his own morning show. Sure. I will ask you this. Yes. Wouldn't it be more interesting to let Josh continue doing it? But let's see what Neil comes up with as his subjects anyway. You mean so, like like a battle of uh, so what? I don't think we have to do Neil so what. I think we need to review. And here's what could have been on the show. <laughs> I like that idea. There's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, so so maybe we have, we have him prepare so what every day. So we can say, you know, Eva Longora you know, had a had a tampon sale over at her house, <laughs> you know, whatever he's going to come up with. So, uh, and it should be quite fascinating. You just gave him an idea. Yeah. He's going to write it up tomorrow. It. Oh, I'm daddy. <laughs> Your impression of him is getting gayer and gayer. Oh my god! <laughs> I love, I love. Oh it's, damn! It's, 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 it's Gomer Pyle well, in, a, in a prison. I finally, Adam on. <laughs> Instagram and all the photos are shirtless guys. <laughs> what? All of his guys. Wait, see, wait, wait. Wait a second. Wait a second. This, you just opened a can of worms. Right, right, right. All on. of Neil's photographs he posts on Instagram are uh, But he shirtless hasn't guys. posted since high school or like a year, which could have been last year. But. That's right. <laughs> There's certain things that don't wear so off all look, the time. Look, look at this guy. This guy's right here. He's got his shirt up. He's got. Uh, uh, Who is the guy? Hit the guy with the shirt up. What buddy it? Tyler's got his shirt off. <laughs> oh, Tyler. Oh, I love you, Tyler. All right, let's do so what. All right, so what. Wow. <laughs> Former <laughs> Louisville coach Rick Pitino. Do you have any pictures of friends with their shirts off in your phone? <laughs> I, I don't have any pictures oh. of anyone shirtless. Okay. Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Former Louisville coach Rick Pitino was spotted in Syracuse yesterday grabbing lunch over at Varsity with Jim Beheim and then spoke speaking to the team afterwards. He posted on Twitter that he thinks Syracuse is the top 25 team. Well, Syracuse is top 25 team, particularly because battle is back. Um, I God, that kills me. So I've known Rick for 25 years. Why don't we know Rick Pitino's in town? Because he's friends with Beheim. Beheim doesn't want that out there. No, no, but he, no, he tweet- doesn't know until after but, the fact. But, but, okay, so was it tweeted? It was tweeted. Uh, someone, it someone in Syracuse took a like a spy picture of him eating pizza. At, yeah, at varsity. Yeah, so this wasn't. Oh, public so it wasn't knowledge. coming from. Okay, no, okay, no. So it's a little different than having Stephen A. come speak yeah, to him. Yeah, the uh, and then this morning after the fact, Patino sp- tweeted about it. He said, "I spent two days with Syracuse basketball team and staff. Uh, this is a legit top twenty-five team." He's replaced. He's replacing Eric Devendorf as his strength and conditioning. Oh. So they're gonna have like a seventy-year-old five-foot-five guy <laughs> do that. Be the new strength and conditioning. No, he's working on a book. Is it a so what or not a so what? So what? No, it's not a so what. It's a great Rick Pitino. You kidding me? I don't care. To say whatever you want about his personal stuff. 
guy was an awesome basketball coach. Awesome. Has had an amazing career. And I still think if he decides he wants to, he's going to go to a mid-major, somebody like a, you know, a, a, a Butler or a, or a mid-American conference team that has a good basketball program will still take him as coach. I don't even think he's done. I think he comes back and coaches. Is it a so what, Joe? No, not a so what. He wants to stay in the conversation. There you go. Thank you, John. I wish you would stay out of our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. That general, such a great read, too. He is very apparent. <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers, amid uh, Garoppolo's what is suspected to be an ACL tear, tried out nearly 20 different quarterbacks yesterday. Uh, uh, listen, so is it just because it was in San Francisco, there's no way Kaepernick's in that conversation. Yeah, he turned down a contract there. I don't blame them. But for when it. you've lost your franchise guy that you just spent all this money on to get him, all the controversy going for New England, don't they have to have somebody that knows the system? And that, I mean, well, they're going to start C.J. Beathard for the rest of the season. But if he gets hurt, they got nobody. So they need somebody. How do you not sign? Ka- what a great coup de grace for Kaepernick in that program. I don't think they want to touch him. I think they want him to be gone. Don't they, Polly? Yeah. <sighs> I said we start the movement now. Kaepernick goes back to San Fran. Why are we obsessed with this man? Takes him to the Super Bowl. Takes him to the Super Bowl. So on, Polly? Yes! So what? You don't care that they're trying out quarterbacks? No, it's good that they're trying out quarterbacks. There's that great opening scene of the tryouts in Philly uh, during, um, what was the, uh, um, oh God, what was his name? The the wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles they did the movie about. Yeah. The (laughs) walk-on. That's what I'm saying. That's that's my take. Is that why not just open the doors and have it open tryouts now? Well, maybe there's, there's a garbage guy out there with a rocket arm you've never seen play before. Let's see what he's got. Maybe Joe Salzone's freakishly long arms. Can yeah, throw Joe Salzone, 80, eighty yards down the field. Joe's great big Imagine. arms can throw an eighty-yard touchdown. <laughs> I'm just doing the visual of it. Imagine Joe going like a cartoon. He, he actually could be on the twenty and <laughs> drop the ball yeah. off at the fifty, right? No wide receiver's arms while still holding it. Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> I like it. Now I can do a 30-yard handoff, yes. <laughs> the Kansas City Royals are offering you season tickets if you can hit a home run out of Kauffman Stadium. They're never... Like, one out of every 10,000 people would probably be able to do it, right? I think I could hit a home run out of Kansas City. Oh, I would love to. No, you can't. Of course I can Who's how fast is the pitch coming? I need more details. It's coming yeah. off a machine. Yeah, machine. How fast? Wood bats, 80. no aluminum bats. Eighty. Oh, it doesn't give me the speed. Yeah, it only has to, if you could throw if it's seventy, that's enough. You know, if you have a decent swing, of course you could hit one out. You couldn't hit one out, but I could. <laughs> I could, and I'm not afraid. I don't know if I could hit make contact with a seventy mile an hour pitch anymore. Well, obviously, is it that you're standing up there until you've hit ten? What's the rules? Is it one pitch? And yeah, then you're not going to do it. But if I could say, like I watched Beckham uh, standing there during batting practice and he hit 50 balls. Mm-hmm. And he finally hit one out and he called. If I'm allowed to have someone throw it into my sweet spot or shoot a machine, it's waist high and swing away at as hard as I can and I get 20 swings, I'm going to jack one out for sure. I'm going deep. Oh, I wish we had a stadium. I'm going deep. Oh, I would bet you the house. I'd bet the ranch on that. I'm All going. right, here's the rundown. Rules for the event. There you go. You are limited to one at bat. You are uh-huh. given five pitches. The pitches will be between 65 and 75 miles See, an hour. See, you've got to be strong as hell to hit a 65-mile-an-hour pitch out of a baseball field. Wooden bats, no aluminum bats. Yeah, and you only get five pitches. There's the thing. So oh, now wait. you got to jack one. 
what you got a twenty percent chance each time you swing the bat. So yeah, no, no, you no. have like a one percent chance. I'm going yard multiple times. And Go then on. what do they cut it off at? Are they like, all right, we've given away enough? Well, so it sounds like fu- oh, no, how I mean, many like people? people? Like how many people? You, you got to understand. They, they under can do those this all rules, day. They can do it all day and not see a single ball yeah. go out. You can put college players up there and not see a single yeah. ball go out. Yeah. No, I didn't realize that. I thought you could sit up there for like a half an hour. And sort of They're also going to set up various targets in the outfield with prizes attached to them. So if you hit a target in the outfield. I'm guessing. Yeah, because you're intentionally hitting. It's harder to hit the target than it is to hit a home run. I'm guessing that uh, they're going to say if you played college baseball, you can't. No, they're not either. saying that. Yes, I guarantee you they are. I, no, they're not. Who can participate? Boom. Uh, no collegiate experience since 2010. 2010. No professional or minor league experience, and they must be a legal resident, blah, blah, blah. Right. Because, no, yeah, insurance wouldn't allow that. You know, All right, no let's go. Hurry up. All yeah. right, finally, uh, Max Scherzer of the Washington Nationals became one of 17 pitchers to pitch a 300th strikeout season. Cool. Cool. So what? All right. Thank All right. you. Let's. Uh, actually, we're pretty much done. All right. You can do the long breakdown. Just cut us off. That's a wrap. Hey, you know been what? Uh, Who's sponsoring us? Cam's Pizzeria. Yes. So get out there. And we haven't seen Tony come down with the pie in a while. He'd come every day if you asked him to. Wow. But then well, what, what would Lovely Robin think about that in our diets? No, listen. You are in trouble when she gets here. So Robin is coming here, and she's going to go to your... Refrigerator and no way cabinets. that's happening. That's uh, not happening. No, my wife will put the shutdown on that. Why is she, now? So your wife's in on it with you, isn't she? What do you mean? She's not a healthy eater. No, but she wants to be. I mean, she really wants to be. But she's going to be. She's very. She's a very embarrassed person. She'll be very embarrassed if our foods are not healthy, and it'll be a whole thing. I know the cabinets suck. She goes out in public with you. Oh, how dare you! <laughs> but how? But 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 think of the opportunity of having Throb and Robin come in there and train her. And show her the things and how she can still eat, or she just doesn't forget it. We're not doing it. No, she wants to. I'll discuss it off air. We'll figure it out. We'll One minute. Out. All right. One minute. One minute left, Joe. One minute. What a great pleasure having you in here today. Good to be with you. Um, what do I do? Let's let's come to a conclusion. Joe has bodies to hide. Uh, we have to get the <laughs> How do I it. approach the great one? We need to have a team meeting about going two hours. Oh, is this on the, this uh, on the docket? Did you talk with your wife? And it doesn't this... affect my home life. I'm gonna, if it's going to be 10 to noon, it doesn't affect my home life. What about you? I'm sick it, it all affects... of a sudden. I've got a stomach bug that day. I would day. need to ask my boss on the other station. I would need to ask my boss lady for the morning show. Who's your boss on the other station? Marissa the in the back office. She would, if she thinks I'm going to be stressed... 30 seconds. All right. Oh, you might. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're going to have her say, gosh, this might be too much for <laughs> No, me. I don't mind. I like doing the show. As long as you don't ask me too much sports I'll garbage, go I don't know. I'll go smooth, Marissa. <laughs> as long as I can I'll just sit smooth, here and... I'll go smooth, Marissa. In that if I can sit here and do voices, I'll, I'll love it. You think I'm not going to go smooth, Marissa? I love it. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> Ten seconds. Holly. You got nothing? Are we going two hours? Are you in or not? I'm in. I love when you count me Are down. Are you in? Five yeah. seconds. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, see? Two. <laughs> Told me. You're the one. Bye.